All right, it is Thursday, and it's Pod That with the George Will Brothers. We're just two brothers talking sports, and today, George and I discussed some chicken. What do I mean by that, George? We're talking about chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. We talked some Raising Cane's, some Chick-fil-A, some Popeye's, whatever it may be. For those tuning in, I'm Sammy, one of the brothers, and we have George with us today. In today's podcast, was a little breakdown of some chicken tenders. We, we talked a little bit about some NFL, and of course, we got into the Seahawks and Mariners later in the pod. You can always check the description to see the time of where we talked about all these things. Um, George, what was your favorite part of the podcast today? Let's see what we got. You know, I kind of liked that uh, we talked about Tennessee, and I told the story about how you sent flowers to your girlfriend when she was in Tennessee, and my cheesy line that I used it for you and wrote for you, and now that your whole entire relationship is has me to thank. And I, you know, I just wanted to put that out there publicly. Uh, all based on one line. Much love, guys. I appreciate everyone listening. Please give us five stars, leave a review, tell a friend, whatever it takes. It's really helpful for us, and you can find us at thesportsontap.com or at the sports on tap on all platforms. And for the podcast, it's at pod that um, on all platforms as well. And uh, enjoy the podcast. And uh, I think we'll be back on Monday. Hopefully you'll see a new pod. We're going to be talking some NBA playoffs in the playing game. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And you're listening to the best brothers in sports. Enjoy the pod. All right, we're here with episode 708 of Pod That. And uh, today, George, as we discussed, we like we both like being point guards. And today, I'm going to be the point guard of this show. We're going to be trading off show by show. Who's the point guard? Who's running this gig? Um, and today, I guess it's my job to be the point guard. And uh, I'll, I'll be dishing out the topics. I'll be dishing out the flow. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, it's successful, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll be like Keyshawn Johnson and just be like, feed me the, what did he say? Pass me the damn ball. That was the title of his book. Never read it, but a lot of people have read that book by Keyshawn Johnson. So shout out to Keyshawn Johnson. What an awful name of a book. Well, with today's, <laughs> with today's podcast, I'm going to get us started with our icebreakers. And for those that don't know what icebreakers are, before every podcast, it's as simple as it sounds. George and I, before we get into all our topics, we, we talk about some random topics that we want to talk about. It's literally an icebreaker, just like you'd have an icebreaker with a friend. And today, um, I was going to make my icebreaker, George, about the New York Knicks making the playoffs, but I'll save that for an NBA podcast that's probably coming at the end of this or the beginning of next week before the bubble, before the playoffs. So we'll leave the Knicks topic. But let's get into our icebreakers, and then for those listening, we're going to get into the Seahawks schedule, talk about the different cities of the teams they're playing. We're going to talk about the NFL schedule and how creative it was, and we're going to talk a little Mariners baseball. So, of course, we got a little Seattle slash all sports mix here. And uh, I want to kick it off with your icebreaker, George, and because uh, I know yours is a non-sports related. It's a food-related icebreaker. Mine's a sports-related one, but let's just start off with something unique. So for today's icebreaker, Sammy, uh, you were with me actually. But I went to Raisin Cane's for the first time here on during my move to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, there's the Raisin Cane's less than a mile away from where I live, which is maybe the most dangerous thing. I forget meth, forget cocaine, forget a drug habit. The most dangerous thing for me is that there's the Raisin Cane's one mile away. First time ever trying it. Holy shit, is Raisin Cane's good? 
Yeah, see, it wasn't my first time trying because uh, I did try it in Vegas or on the drive to Vegas. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know if there's literally a Raisin Cane in Vegas or if it's like somewhere on the outskirts. Um, but I did have a Raisin Cane. And there is. It's on Sahara Avenue, Flaming, Flamingo Road. So they have a lot of – they have three of them in Las Vegas. So um, I, I love it. I think it's one of the better options just because, you know, it has the menu of just – Chicken fingers. Um, there's something there's something unique about the way raising canes works that you don't have options, which makes it like usually I would think that sucks, right? Oh, I don't have options. I'm not able to pick what I'm in the mood for. The beauty of it is that there is no options, and you just get what you get, and it's going to be the same, and it's going to taste good every single time. And I know you probably listened over at uh, Ryan Russillo had a podcast with their. Uh, originally their founder and he even said like they couldn't even do franchises very well because they like wanted the recipe to be so perfect and so consistent that you literally order raisin canes you order your one thing you're allowed to order there and it tastes the same every single time and like you said it's almost perfection yeah no it's total perfection actually and the funny thing is they're so limited in options that I know Sammy is a big uh, dipping chicken tenders in ranch type of guy. So I get to the drive-thru. I'm trying to order. Sammy goes, oh, make sure you give me some ranch. I love ranch with my chicken fingers. And the lady looked at me like I was speaking Chinese. Like She's like, what the fuck? You want ranch at Raising Cane's? Get out of here. She almost was like, I felt she was going to be the soup Nazi and be like, no chicken tenders for you, man. <laughs> so so you almost, you almost cost me my first Raising Cane's experience. She was not going to even serve me the food. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't very aware of that. So me it either. Is what it is. But you know, I did put out a uh, little little Twitter question today on our pod, at pod that um, on which chicken joint would you pick to eat at first? And I asked Popeyes, Chick Fil A, Canes, or Zaxby's. Is that how you say Zaxby's? Zaxby's, okay, I, I think and that's the only one I haven't tried out of those. I haven't tried it either, but. Um, I said, give me Raising Cane's because my truthful answer out of those is Raising Cane's from the three that I've had, Popeye's, yeah. Chick-fil-A, Cane's. I think yours is probably the same answer. Yeah. I mean, Chick-fil-A to me, I mean, we've been over this multiple times together. I think it's the most overrated sandwich in history of mankind. It's good, but it's not like I need to wait three hours in a drive through type of good. Um, That's the and- problem with Chick-fil-A. If, if it wasn't as hyped, it would be amazing. But it's Absolutely. Like, I feel like – I the, some people might hate this, but I was going to say, I could probably just go get a McChicken and be as satisfied at this point. Ooh, you, you're you going to piss off a lot of people there, but I totally agree with you, man. I think uh, a McChicken. Twitter finger's coming. Uh, uh, Twitter fingers are going to be pissed, but no, no, chicken. But no, the McChicken's a great sandwich. I don't know. I'm, I don't understand why we don't talk about the McChicken enough. Well, yeah. But, anyways, that was besides my point. The point was that the Twitter response is that a lot of people are saying the Zaxby's. So, I said, give me Raising Cane's. I already got one response from David saying, have you ever had Zaxby's? Don't get me wrong. I love me some Cane's, but when I go down south, Zaxby's where it's at. We had Wes Brady say Zaxby is number one. Chick-fil-A is four. Um, We had Sammy Sprinkler say 1,000% Zaxby's every time. Okay, Um, so Zaxby's seems like to be a popular choice here. There is not a Zaxby's here that I'm aware of. I will Google it, but I'm not aware that there's a Zaxby's here. But I will try Zaxby's right now, though. I can't comment on the Zaxby's experience. I can't comment either, but it seems like it's a hot topic. I 
I did. We did get one Popeyes, and then we got another uh, Canes. But I've never been to Zaxby's, so sounds like somebody else is in our boat. Uh, it sounds like if they did try Zaxby's, he'd probably be number one because that sounds like a hot topic. And the only one that I got that kind of was confusing, George, was mm-hmm. Wingstop. They're just being disrespectful for no reason here. Yeah, but Wingstop's different. Yeah, it's different. It's a chicken wing. It's not. It's not a chicken tender or fried chicken. That's how I feel. I think Wingstop fits in a slightly different category. So I'm going to go with Wingstop's out of that category. But I guess the ultimate takeaway I had, George, was I really need to try this Zaxby. Well, we might be in luck here because it seems like there is a Zaxby's in Arizona. I, I'm assuming there's – I don't uh, – there could be one here for all I know. It's not like uh, – you know, you know what's funny? You type in Zach. It looks like someone named just a random restaurant Zaxby's here in Arizona, and it's not a Zaxby's. So I'm, there on, is, I'm on Google right now. They're mostly it, in the South. Um, the only store they have on the West Coast, it looks like, is in Utah, which we just drove through Utah, and they have them in Salt Lake City, George. Like okay, if I had if I knew I would have gone to it, but like I didn't know, so that, I'm kind of disappointed now. Like I just want, you know me, I'm kind of into this shit. Like I I will try Zaxby's soon, so can't. For wait. those that don't know, George and I just did a road trip from Seattle down to uh, Salt Lake to Park City, then down to Phoenix. Um, as George is moving to Phoenix, I'll be moving there eventually, but I'm still back. I just flew back to Seattle. And it looks like the only state on the entire West Coast that has it is literally Utah. Ogden, Salt Lake City has four of them. There's, four of them huh? uh, there's, so there's, there's a lot of options. The next closest would be Texas. So unfortunately, next time we go down south, we'll be trying Zagsby's, and we'll, we'll probably update this list. Yeah, we will. Well, I'm going to get on to my icebreaker, George, and uh, mine's a little random. Okay. All I right. don't know. I saw something on Twitter that just got me thinking, like, huh, what, what option would you want as a, as a, you know, like a GM? Let's just, let's just say you're a GM. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I'm just going to go with football for now. We can talk basketball wise <laughs> because I think there's already this example. Um, but, I saw something, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, or if this was just like, hap- I don't know, like just a made-up tweet, but it, it it sparked a topic. And somebody tweeted that the Browns are not interested in trading for Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, okay, I've seen this. And I, I don't know if it's real or fake, but it has nothing to do with the, po- the conversation, if that's real or fake. But it got me thinking, if you're a GM, at what point, like at what point do you take an aging star that might have a year or two left that may or may not, because there's no guarantees, put you over the hump to win a Super Bowl versus staying with a young quarterback? For example, if you're the Browns, do you, would you stick with Baker Mayfield or would you take Aaron Rodgers for one year? And if that one year doesn't work out, then it's done, right? And you might have had a Baker Mayfield who develops into being a great quarterback. A great example could be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Mm-hmm. If they were offered Deshaun Watson on a cheap deal, do you keep would you rather have Deshaun Watson at 24? You don't know if he'll win you a Super Bowl, or do you stick with Tom Brady, even though he's 43 and might only have one, two years left? Now, I've always kind of wondered this that like d- is it worth well, going Tom, for the star? Tom Brady, just a, just real quick, Tom Brady got thrown out of occasion because he's an alien. Okay. He's not an alien. So I, I'm not gonna throw him out of the equation. That's why I'm saying 
he, it's a real topic of discussion because Aaron, you can say Aaron Rodgers is an alien. Aaron Rodgers is probably better than Tom Brady as of today because of age or hell or whatever, right? Like he's going to last a little longer right now. So would you rather trade off a lot of assets for a guy like Aaron Rodgers for one year, right? One or two years and he's aging or stick with your young quarterback who is obviously not as good as an Aaron Rodgers, but do, do the Browns have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl over the next 15 years with Baker Mayfield or over a one-year span or two-year span with Aaron Rodgers? Man, that was the longest way to ever ask. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers for one year or Baker Mayfield for the next 10 years if you're the Browns? And let me just tell That's you, That's not Sam. what the question is, though. The question is, as a GM, would you take the one-year option in general, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Aaron Rodgers, or... Do you stick with the guy that's probably less talented, but you're going to have maybe a shot for 15 years? Well, I mean, it's a, to me, it's pretty simple, right? I mean, let's say you're a GM. You evaluate real quick. Baker Mayfield, what makes him so good right now for the Browns is that he's on a cheap contract. He's on a rookie deal. He's getting paid a little bit of money. By next year, he's going to be paid about the same amount of money as Aaron Rodgers, right? Or a little bit less. I mean, he's not going to get Aaron Rodgers money, but he might. He's going to get money that's going to, to suffocate the cap and that's why they have so much talent on the team right now so in general yeah if i if, I mean, if you're a gm you look at it you say can i win a super bowl with baker mayfield in five years six years seven years if the answer is yes you keep baker mayfield if the answer is no i think we'll be a co competitive team no you go to win a super bowl right you're the browns you never won a super bowl at the end of the day if you think aaron Rodgers gives you an opportunity for one year one year to get you over the hump, you you got to take it. I, I, it's the whole reason you're you're developing a franchise is to win a Super Bowl. Would you have rather had the Seahawks in the last ten years? We've been around ten years, right? Like let's say from 2010 to 2020, we haven't been around for ten years. Would you have rather have made the playoffs for ten straight years and lost in the second round, or never made the playoffs except one year and won a Super Bowl? I take the one Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a hard question. Um... I don't know because at the end of the day, uh, as a Mariners fan, I've experienced years and years and years and years and years and years of not making the playoffs. Um, and there's nothing less exciting as a fan than watching a team miss the postseason year after year. And I get it. The Super Bowl is fun, but the Super Bowl is like a jolt of excitement, right? Like, boom. Okay, I'm hyped. And then it goes away. And then you're looking forward to the next year. There is part of me, and I'm not saying this is the ultimate answer, but there is part of me that enjoys consistency more than a one-year pop, right? And the, and the, it's obviously, it's yeah. uh, what's the word? It's like you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Because it's like, yeah, you can't get it best of both worlds. I would love to win some Super Bowls and make playoffs often. Like, that's yeah, true. Yeah, totally, totally. I'd love the situation the Seahawks are actually in right now, where we've won a Super Bowl recently, and we've made the playoffs every year, and we've made it back to a Super Bowl and we're Super Bowl contenders. That's obviously the dream scenario. But I just find it very interesting. Like, do you parlay your future, get rid of your future for a one-year chance at a Super Bowl? And we've only seen it work, I don't know, Payne Manning and Tom Brady, pretty rare circumstances, right? Not in the NBA, I guess, of Kawhi Leonard going to the Raptors. Like, it's it's really hard to catch. Like, one thing I have to admit, it is hard to catch lightning in a bottle, right? I mean, in, in theory, it sounds great. You add Aaron Rodgers, you win, you print out a Super Bowl ticket and you get to the Super Bowl and you win it. But it doesn't, like, life doesn't work like that quite, quite so much, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the hard thing.
That's the hard you thing. Know? It's like you you look back in five years if you didn't win the Super Bowl and then you have a 29-year-old Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers retired, then you'd say, damn, like it didn't even work out for us and the guy, other guy's still only 30, right? Yeah. So it's hard. And I guess it depends on how good you think Baker Mayfield is. I mean, you're a little bit yeah. higher on Baker Mayfield than I am. So to me, it's like almost a no-brainer. But then again, I think Aaron Rodgers is a prickly, really hard to get along with guy. And I think Baker Mayfield if there's one thing that I could say that's really good about Baker Mayfield is his teammates love him. He's a really, he seems like a genuinely really fun, nice, good guy that people get along with. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy, but I think you could build a culture much easier around someone like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, cause you're winning, but personality wise though, I'd rather build my culture around someone like Baker Mayfield who gets along with everyone. It seems like his teammates would go to war for him. Yeah. And that's where, uh, you have to consider all factors, I guess. And it's not about me being high on Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I just think that at some point, like you said, you got to, there's a lot of pros and cons to weigh out. I just th- find it to be an interesting topic because almost, you know, like the Tampa Bay had an easy situation. Sign Tom Brady and get rid of Jameis. We love Jameis on this podcast, but it's like, okay, fine. Right. Um, but if you had a young, you know, if you're the Buffalo Bills, great roster right now. Josh Allen's like right there. But it's like, oh, what if you could have Aaron Rodgers for here? Would you get rid of Josh Allen's rest No, of absolutely not, Bill. That, like Josh Allen's on a Okay, different, so that's a better way to like, ask you the question. Yeah. See, I don't know if that's what my answer would be. If I'm the GM and I'm like, damn, if I win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, if we get him for one year and win, like I have this job for the next 15 years. Right, but we saw Josh Allen finish like top three in the MVP voting this year. So we kind of know that like he is he is like someone that we can already say is playing on an MVP level. I mean, Baker Mayfield made strides to becoming a better quarterback last year. He didn't make strides to win the MVP award. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a tough topic. It's a tough topic. I, I don't know yeah. what I would do. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure GMs go through it all the time, right? I mean, they make phone calls. They don't, and I think it's a tough topic for everyone. I don't think it's just a tough topic for you. Yeah, I don't, being a GM is not an easy job, obviously. That's why a lot nah. of them get fired. That's why I'm not a GM right now. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'd rather do this podcasting thing like, and not build organizations. GM by Not a GM by choice. By choice. Um, Let's get on, George, to the Seattle Seahawks schedule. This is Absolutely. an exciting time. So for those listening, as you know, we do we do have a little Seattle lean on this podcast. We're going to do some sports topics. We're going to do some Seattle sports topics and some pop culture here and there, a.k.a. talking about chicken wings. So today we're doing uh, the Seahawks. I don't know what you're banging over there, but you got to stop banging. I'm sorry. I didn't know so much. Um. We're going to do the Seattle Seahawks schedule and talk about their opponents and talk about city by city because, uh, you know, we just want to have a little twist to this. Just talk about the different cities and the different teams they're playing. And then we'll get on to some of the NFL schedule and talk a little Mariners before we log off today. But, George, let's start with the Seahawks schedule as they... I actually have a fun fact for you before we get started. Sorry. Let's do it. I love fun facts. Because, because this is something as a Seahawks fan I think we'll all appreciate is that the Seahawks have only two 10 a.m. starts this year. The home opener against the Colts and late season against the Texans in Houston. Um, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of that. Only two 10 a.m. games. Yeah, we used to have a lot more of those, so it's actually really nice. Now, we're starting off playing that 10 a.m. game 
at Indianapolis against the Colts. So I know you and I talked about, we're going to talk about random shit about these cities, about whatever it is. And when we talked about Indianapolis, I said this to you on the phone. I was like, well, first thing that comes to my mind in Indianapolis is basketball. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I feel like recently Indianapolis is becoming more and more of a football place. Like maybe because it was Peyton Manning or maybe because Indiana basketball hasn't been the same since what? The nineties. Maybe even I guess since Bobby Knight, I mean, they had a top some time of Tom Crean where they were what a top number one country. They're good enough. And then the Pacers haven't really, you know, made that much playoff noise. I mean, they made the Eastern conference finals a few times, but you know, it was against the, but I guess for like the hub, what I feel like is one of the hubs of basketball in America Indianapolis, I feel like is slowly, I'm it's slowly fading and becoming more of like a when I think of Indianapolis, I'm slowly starting to think of the Colts first and foremost. How about the NFL and the NFL Combine? I mean, the NFL Combine is in Indianapolis every single year, and it's kind of like the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Combine. Oh, neither am I. But I just know it's. (laughs) But I just know like it's always there. Yeah. Well. I, I think football, maybe Peyton Manning did that for me now. I, I used to think basketball first, and now I'm starting to think football. Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Maybe I'm thinking a quarterback factory, and now they got their guy, George, in Carson Wentz, who yeah. uh, who I think can be really successful there. But I, I do feel like the Seahawks are lucky to be facing this Colts team on a week one. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, if there's a time, if let's just say the Colts do turn the corner and Carson Wentz does turn the corner this year, the time you would want to face him is, like you said, is week one. So, I mean, you know, I would, you know, off the top of my head, say we win this game. We are underdogs and we are underdogs for a reason because it is a good Colts team that we saw with Phillip Rivers, who literally had a noodle arm, almost beat the Buffalo Bills on the road week in the first round of the NFL playoffs. So um, this is not, a, this is a team with a top five defense and, you know, a Carson Wentz that has either been really, really good or really, really bad in his career. But it seems like the times the Seahawks have had to face Carson Wentz, he's always shit the bed. He did last year. He got injured in a playoff game a few years ago. We got to got Carson Wentz's number. G- g- give me the Seahawks. The one and oh, baby. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're going to make fun of Philip Rivers. I mean, at some point, Philip Rivers has been better than Carson Wentz, despite oh, his noodle arm. Totally. Totally. Carson I'm just talking about like, the amount that you can throw the ball downfield. Car- Carson Wentz has got – this is his last like, – I think he's gone like three or four, like, okay, something's just been wrong years. Yeah. This is one of his last – like, he's not – like, it's one of his last showcases. Like, okay, are you are – you, on the comeback, or are you just going to be average for some reason now yeah, after totally. being I mean, an MVP? And, and, you know, it's kind of interesting, right? Because you got Sam Darnold, who went to Carolina. He's on his like last, like, all right, here you go. You get another chance. You got Carson Wentz. Uh, here you go. Here's another chance. And I think there's one more quarterback in the NFL, and I'm kind of blanking on it. Oh, Jameis. Jameis Winston, who is like, all right, here you go. You get another chance. There's maybe. no way. All- what do you mean, Maybe. I mean, like, you don't know what the hell Champagne's going to be doing. Oh, like, okay, yeah, but, or... like, 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 let's just assume he's a starting quarterback. But, like, in general, like, with those three quarterbacks, there's no way that all three of them turn it around in the same season and become, like, high-caliber starters, right? Like, one of them at least has to fail. Yeah, and it's not just them, though. Uh, and maybe it's just those three for turn-it-around seasons, but uh, 
I feel like there's a lot of questions in the NFL this year, right? You have some older quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger, like mm -hmm. what's going to happen with you? You have the, uh, you have the 49ers is Garoppolo on his last leg. Is he going to get benched? He, if he plays good, he's not getting benched. We know that if he, and Cam Newton's in the last go around, if, uh, yeah. Mac Jones doesn't get the start in new England. Um, so there are, like you said, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I guess, can count as one. Yeah, but for me, like Wentz, Winston, and Darnold are like good examples because they're both top three picks, and they're both under thirty years old. All three. Under I mean, 30 Cam years Newton old. should be an example then too. He's like thirty. But he's, a, but he's in his yeah. He's like thirty two. He's won an MVP. We already know he can play. We've already found out that Cam Newton is a high caliber starting quarterback. He's just getting older. I'm talking about like three guys who've never really completely proven it yet. I want you to know that Carson Wentz is going to be 30 after like a year. He's like 20, wow. going to be 29 this year. So okay. he, he, him, him and Cam Newton are a little closer than we think. Both those two at least are injury guys more than anything. Yeah. While Jameis and Darnold are more the young stars that maybe were just in the wrong environment to start. Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe. I mean, we saw the environment that Tom Brady went over to in Tampa Bay, that Jameis was in the wrong environment when they won a Super Bowl. And I'm a big Jameis Winston guy, but it's time, <laughs> it's time to prove, not throw pick that, sixes anymore. That team that team is pretty different, though, from when he yeah. was there. They, they stacked it up. Well, we both. it sounds like we both think the Seahawks are going 1-0, and uh, yeah. I don't know how we, we – that, that, one, that one trailed on a little long. Let's move on to week two, the Tennessee Titans. Um, and all I got to say about this game is it's going to be a tough one. It's at home. We'll probably win because it's a home mm -hmm. game. Um, but speaking of Tennessee, George, I know we're talking about the cities a little bit. Nashville is one of those places on my must go to destinations mm -hmm. because everybody I've ever heard talk about Nashville has nothing but I've nothing but amazing things to say about Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally. I'm. I'm. I'm for sure going this this year. I'm. I've kind of put it on like my flight tracker list because from Phoenix to Nashville, Southwest Airlines. Sometimes you can get round trip for under a hundred bucks. So okay. when I when I, so when I see one of those, I'm going to jump on it. But the first thing I think of with Nashville, Sammy, is uh, when you first met your girlfriend. She was going on a trip to Nashville, and uh, and you sent her some flowers, and uh, it was her birthday, and that was really nice of you. And it was a Valentine's as well. Around that time, yeah, birthday is two days after Valentine's. So. That's right, but I was like, yeah. So you sent the flowers, and uh, I guess you know uh, she didn't know, but now she knows that I I wrote the card. You must not be from Tennessee, but you're the only ten I see. Very corny, gorgeous, famous it. line. <laughs> but uh, well, she was in Tennessee. You had to use it, and you did, and it all worked out, right? So you got me to thank. At two and a half years later, we're still we're still we're still going strong based on that card. Based on that card, and George saying writing it for you. Yeah, that's how life works sometimes. And, you know, maybe that's why I like Tennessee. My girlfriend does have, did say amazing things about Tennessee. And like I said, I, I'm literally like everyone I talk to about Tennessee, George, says it's like one of the best places ever to visit. Yeah. No, definitely. So go. We'll make our way there eventually, hopefully. hopefully. Um, and they do have a good running back over there in Derrick Henry. Um, but I'm feeling good about the Seahawks, their first game with fans in a year. I'm going to give him the win on this one. All right, cool. <laughs> Me too. I'm not going to predict every game. I'm just saying those first, I'm yeah. feeling confident in our first two games this season. Um, Who we got next? Week three, we got at Minnesota, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, mm -hmm. every year, George. Every single year, we talked about this on our live stream. This is what seven out of eight years in a, out of seven out of the last years, we've played the seven out of eight. I can't speak English 
out of seven out of eight last eight years, we played the Vikings. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. And we've won seven in a row against them or eight in a row against them. I forget we what won it is. Seven we- in a row. I don't know where yeah. you got seven out of. I didn't say we played them seven out of the last eight years, I think, yesterday, but it was something around that. But we beat them seven in a row. Yeah, no, no, but we did. We counted it. Remember, we were like 2015. So we did that whole thing, and it turned out we played them seven out of eight years. Well, sure. I think uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's accurate. I'm just I'm just being honest with my math. But All right. it is seven straight wins, um, and have their number. It's kind of weird that this one's not a primetime game. I feel like it's always been primetime games. Yes, it has always been primetime games. We did talk about that. And last year was one of the best primetime games of a year where we came down the field and uh, won on the last possession. Remember, there was that whole, oh, they ran the ball on fourth down. They should have kicked the field goal, and we got the ball and went down and scored. Oh, weird. Another a weird Seahawks ending where they randomly found a way to win the game. <laughs> exactly. We were undefeated at that time. We thought we were going to be world beaters. Speaking of Minnesota, by the way, uh, Alex Rodriguez did finalize his purchase for 50% of the Timberwolves today. Yeah, I saw that. It was him and Mark Lowe, right? Whoever it yep. is, what's his name? Well, ho- hopefully uh, he meets Anthony Edwards since Anthony Edwards said he had no idea who he was. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a joker. He, he knows who I he know. Is. I like Anthony Edwards, man. I, t- I think I told you that off off the air before. Like, I, I, I didn't like his game very much. I didn't like that he didn't love basketball, supposedly, and football is his first love. But the more I hear this kid talk, the more I enjoy him. He does. He has really bad shot selection. He would probably drive me crazy if I rooted for his team. But I like him as a person. I do, too. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up the Alex Rodriguez thing is, though, Seahawks, Minnesota, Seattle. Um, he's, you know, it would not hurt if he thought about trying to get that team over to Seattle. Wouldn't yeah, hurt. Minnesota would fucking hate Seattle at that point. Like, you beat us seven out of eight years and you took our basketball team. I feel like, I guess Minnesota has super... I don't know why I don't see Minnesota as this place that should have... Like, I know it's large. You know, Minneapolis is big, but like for some reason, I just don't see it as this place that should have every major sport. I know that I'm not saying they shouldn't, but it's just like I like I'd envision Seattle as a place that has an NBA, NFL, MLB more than Minnesota. Yeah, man. Even Um, like Milwaukee, Milwaukee, technically, Minnesota is much bigger than than Milwaukee, but I think it's the top eight uh, cities in the United States. I don't think it's that. I think it it hits the top 10. I think it's bigger than Miami even. Uh, I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't see it as a place. I know you don't. Oh, major sports like oh Vikings, Wolves. Like, I don't know. It's cold there. I got to watch sports. Yeah, I would too. But that's all I'm saying. Well, week four, George, we head to the Bay Area. Um, hopefully not Arizona this time, I guess, because hopefully the 49ers don't kick their own team or the San Francisco doesn't kick their own team out of the city this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played our first game against the Niners. Are we going to be playing against uh, Garoppolo or uh, Trey Lance? I think week four, we'll still be playing against Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo... Unless he's hurt. Unless he's... Well, then we'll probably be playing against Trey Lance. Um yeah, I mean San Francisco, man. We, I mean, there's not much we can say about San Francisco. It's kind of like Seattle's sister city. I almost feel like, in a way, Portland people are like, "Yeah, how about us?" I'm like, no, you guys are not not on the radar. You don't have enough sports teams. Um, San Francisco and us, I feel like, have a really big rivalry, right? Like it's Seattle, San Francisco, West Coast, Silicon Valley versus 
you know, the Redmond, Seattle, Amazon type of deal. That's what I think of when I think of San Francisco. I think about overpriced apartments and overrated cities. <laughs> I do think it's a little bit of an overrated city, uh, but I, I do enjoy San Francisco. I Me think too. I do a, enjoy it too. It has a little bit of Seattle to it with a little bit of better weather. So I'm not too much of a hater of San Francisco, but I do My, think it's a little overrated in the sense of, you know, pricing. It's just a tech hub. Yeah. It I wouldn't would be say, as packed without yeah. the tech. I actually think it's a gorgeous city. I actually like the city. I like and I enjoy visiting it. But my problem is like, why does Frank Sinatra have a song about like New York, Chicago? I think he has a song about Los Angeles, San Francisco. Like if Frank Sinatra didn't have a song about San Francisco, I probably wouldn't be so opposed to San Francisco and calling it overrated. It's a weird reason to be over, to call it overrated. <laughs> Next up, we have Los Angeles <laughs> Thursday night football. Our first Thursday, first and only Thursday night football game. Um, at home, though, against the Rams. Speaking of Amazon, it will be only available on Amazon Prime because now that's the only way you can watch these games on uh, Thursday night. I don't know if that starts this year, but yeah, they're, they're exclusive now. Yeah, Los Angeles, man. Uh, we You lived in Los Angeles for a while. I mean, you, you know more about it than I do. I've been there multiple times. The one thing I like about Los Angeles is the amount of Arabic food since we're Syrian and, you know, we could go smoke some shisha there. And I hope we smoke the Rams, and I believe we do this year. Matt Stafford, if he um, – it's gonna be scary. That I think they're gonna be our. I know the 49ers are well coached and well stacked, but I think the 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 Rams are our biggest foes in the division to challenge us on top of the division because I think we are the two favorites to win it. Yeah, uh, if Stafford's healthy, the Rams are gonna be our toughest opponent this year. Um, if he's not, then they're probably not gonna be our toughest opponent. I mean, yeah, if he gets hurt, they have no backup plan too, and he hasn't been a spring chicken his whole entire career, he gets hurt a lot. And I mean, I don't know if that's because the lions had a bad offensive line or is he's brittle. We'll find out, I guess this year. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. And he's also going to be in better weather, warmer weather. It actually makes a difference for people as they age in their career. Mm -hmm. You know, Detroit's a cold, uh, icy place. And as a guy that's getting more brittle, it's probably not great on his muscles and his joints. Absolutely. Uh, He'll be in the LA sunshine, probably have a house with a nice little backyard and, and soak in the sunshine. It's probably a big backyard. If it's yeah, probably. You never know. LA doesn't have that much land. You never know. True. True. Um, we'll see. That's going to be a tough one. We uh, that, That's an interesting at San Francisco, then LA, and then we were headed to Pittsburgh after. It's going to be an interesting stretch for the Seahawks. Um, but, uh, you know, that one's at home. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Seahawks will have a, a lot of... I think the Seahawks should be really good at home this year. Um, just because... There's fans this year, finally, right? We're back to fans. It's going to be really helpful for that Seahawks team. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of LA, I didn't really say anything about LA because I don't really have much to say about LA. I, I lived right. there. It's, everyone knows LA. There's not much to I, say. You know, do you know they do movies in LA? Yeah. I mean, is there anybody that... I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked there's anyone that's listening to this podcast that's never stepped foot in like either San Francisco or LA or somewhere in Southern or Northern California. Like it doesn't have to be Los Angeles, like Orange County, San Diego. I'd be shocked if no one who's listening to this podcast has ever heard of Los Angeles. Okay. They've all heard of Los (laughs) Angeles. That that one didn't land with me. I'm sorry. Like obviously everyone's heard of Los Angeles. Yeah. But I would be shocked if nobody, if somebody on this podcast has, Unless you're like super young or don't live in the country, any adult that hasn't been to California yet, I would be a little shocked. 
Okay. Like not yeah. once. I wouldn't because 50% of the United States has never been to the coast before, actually, according to data, because a lot of people don't leave the Midwest. A lot of people don't leave the South. They've never been to either one of a coast. So yeah, most people listening from Washington, I'd be shocked, but from the country, no. I mean, there's a lot of people who have never actually probably even, you know, gotten to the ocean. Can you believe that? 50% of this country, of the United States has never even been to the ocean. Kind of weird. I know it's. I heard that stat the, like a month ago or so, and I was like, "What, really? Fifty percent?" I'll be doing more research after this podcast, George, because okay. th- th- there has to be something that, like, if you replace homeless people and people that have like really low-paying jobs, like the majority have, I feel like it has to do a lot with like people that can't afford to travel. Yeah, I mean that's what it has to do with. That's why it's 50 I know, but I'm, I'm thinking about our demographics. So I'm just thinking, I don't know. I feel like most would probably have been to California. Yeah, I mean, well, different demographic. Yeah, and by the way, a lot of people throw facts on social media and have no basis for them at all. So it could be. I could literally put up a stat right now. Be like, oh, 75% of people in the United States don't like the color purple. And then people be like, all right, well, I guess 75%. Like, no one does the research. I've read a fact and I didn't happen to do any research. George, George read a, a fact on Uber Facts and yeah. went with and the that, flow. And just, I just went with it. Never went back. Um, Sunday Night Football at Pittsburgh. Um, ah, the city of bridges. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, number one, you think of Pittsburgh and I think everybody thinks of the yellow bridge, right? I mean, that's the. I, I didn't know it's yellow. I just know they have more bridges than any city in the United States. You don't think of the like Pittsburgh Pirates yellow bridge? Is it yellow? I didn't know it's yellow. I think of bridges. Yeah, I do totally think of bridges. I just didn't know it's yellow. Like the one you. That's very interesting that you don't see it like that. Like the uh, one no, from yeah. the Pirates Stadium. I, I'm telling you, is it yellow? I didn't know it's yellow. Google Pittsburgh Pirates Stadium. Yeah, I know they have bridge behind the stadium. I just didn't know it was yellow. It's Clemente Bridge or whatever it's called. Let me see. Let, let me look at this. That's shocking. Anyways, while you look, we don't have to talk about you looking. So I will um, say that the obviously that's why the sports teams are all black and yellow uh, because of the yellow bridge. I think that's a pretty clear reason why. And uh, I, I think there is something special about this is going to be a primetime game. We're talking a Sunday night football game in Pittsburgh. That's a special feel to it. You know what I mean? Like the night lights, Pittsburgh, the atmosphere, the crowd. Yep. There's going to be something special to that game. The black and yellow. It's going to probably be cold when October 17th. Yeah, it's going to be a cold night in Pittsburgh. I'm assuming there'll be a decent amount of fans. And I'm really excited because that is one thing I do think of when I think of Pittsburgh outside of the black and yellow and the yellow bridge is just like the blue collar fan base, right? Like I yeah. think of Steelers fans as one of those like badass, like the kind of like the the Raiders, the Cowboys, like uh, not even yeah. the Cowboys because this is like the outdoor. I think East, of a, like a national fan base, right? Like not just Pittsburgh. I feel like there's Pittsburgh fans here in Arizona where we are in Seattle. Uh, in Cleveland, there's probably some, and they hate each other. And Texas, and New 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 York, and New Orleans. Like I feel like Pittsburgh fans are everywhere because, like you said, they embody that blue collar American like toughness. I will say, I fucking hate the Steelers, though. Me too. <laughs> for the for the the win that they had against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and it goes to that fact that you just said. By the way, you go look at a Super Bowl like that. I mean. The majority of that crowd 
was Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I think, remember that 06 Super Bowl? Wasn't it like 70% of the crowd was Steelers fans? Like tickets bought? So, yeah, it was in Detroit. It's pretty, I mean, not too far from uh, from Pittsburgh either. So. The, if you think of the majority of America, like that Sunday night football game, I would assume the majority of America is rooting, watching that game is rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, like you said, when I think of the Steelers, I think of that universal fan base, right? It's one Absolutely. of those brands. Um, and there's something about that black and yellow. Like, uh, it is, it is a, it's a unique, it's a unique it, fan base. It, it, really, unique it really is. But we'll see. This is a tough part of the Seahawks schedule, by the way. We got a All Thursday right. night football game against the Rams, Sunday night football at Steelers, and then Monday night football at home against the New Orleans Saints. And this one's going to be interesting because it's all based on like who the hell is the quarterback for the Saints. That's going to make the difference on how we're feeling about that game or how the quarterbacks are playing at that point. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, I mean, to me, it's, I just think the Saints team is loaded. I actually like them a lot, and I think Jameis is the quarterback. I still think they come to Seattle, they lose. But um, this is a pretty good football team. I actually think they're going to be better than last year because I don't think that Drew Brees was that good of a quarterback last year. And I don't they showed when he was out and they went three and one of Taysom Hill, who I also don't think is a very good quarterback. So uh, I think um, in general, when I think of New Orleans, New Orleans is such a great city, though. I, I was kind of hoping this was a Monday. I'm glad it's at for Seahawks that it what is in Seattle, right? But when the schedule got leaked of it initially people said it was going to be in new orleans on monday night football in new orleans and i was like man that's a game i'd want to go to just because that city is so much fun to go i mean we've been there before it's a it, it's a shit show but in a good way and um yeah i love new orleans man so next time the seahawks play in new orleans i, I do want to go down there yeah your your mind's bouncing around really fast for me george so <laughs> first i'm going to stick to the football side for a second because you started with that um, and I did want to ask you before we went on to the city side, do, do you really think that this, that the saints pay Taysom Hill? I know we can talk about their contract was weird because it was structured mm-hmm. on incentives and blah, 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 but they paid him. Do you really think they paid him for him to not be the starter? Yes. I, I mean, it's very obvious. If you go look at that contract, I actually, this year, I think Jameis Winston is going to be paid more than Taysom Hill off of without incentives. So, like, Jameis is a starting quarterback this year. Yeah. But they still paid him a, a four years, $140 million deal. They, but they didn't pay him a hundred. Yeah, but they're not going to have the incentives. They're not going to start him. <laughs> like, like it's 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 an incentive-laden deal. Like, I mean, people broke it down on multiple podcasts. He didn't get $140 million. He's literally getting, like, a four-year, $40 million deal. That's what he's getting. Yeah, well, I mean, he got a nine $9 million signing bonus, uh, $1.5 million roster bonus, um, and only a million dollar base, right? And bit, yeah. But, so. but we're, they're paying him $11 million this year. So yeah. I just have a hard time believing that a smart organization is going to pay a backup quarterback slash utility receiver $11 million for one year just, just to just because they're, he's, you know, oh, we like him. So, so, there's, what there's you, guys, so why would you, why would you pay Jameis also? I don't know. This is why I'm saying it's so. the same shit as last year. I mean, you can laugh at it all you want. You were wrong as hell. When no, no, year. no, no, no. But I'm just saying, you said I, I, it's hard out. to believe a smart organization would pay it a backup quarterback. So why would they pay, they pay two year, quarterbacks? And I get to my point last year, 
Jameis, we all were like, oh, Jameis Winston, can't wait. The Jameis Winston show begins. And we were all wrong, including you, me, everybody. And guess who they started for three games? Taysom Hill. So I'm just, I'm confused because everybody, including us, including most people I listen to are like so sure about this Jameis Winston thing, just like we were last year when Breeze got hurt. And guess who ended up taking all his playing time? It's Taysom Hill. So I'm just confused on what the hell they're doing because, I mean, I think there's something weird about Sean Payton and them trying to prove this Taysom Hill thing. I think there's like some – he has some weird like, I want to prove that Taysom Hill is the guy. Yeah, I I don't think so. I think he's using him in a really good role, and he's actually very valuable in the role he's being used. So you pay you pay receivers ten million dollars. He's a full weapon. (laughs) Like he's really good in his role. Yeah, he's not though. He was actually a quarterback last year and played three four games as a starting quarterback. And I don't I don't think he had like many receiving yards or any catches. So I mean, I think he did, and he's like he's kind of a. That's just my opinion. I mean, my opinion is as good as as nothing right now because we're not Sean Payton. We don't know what he's going to do. I just, I, I think the writing's on the wall personally that it's Jameis, but let's, let's, uh, my, my let's point see what is, happens. My point is he had, okay, here it is. He had eight catches on the entire year. So <laughs> like, that's not, how many rushing yards did he have? Rushing yards. He had, um, 43. No, sorry. That was total. He had 400. Yeah, so, I mean, not even, so, but that's not even starting running back. I mean, he's at eight hundred and three years of playing sixteen games. That's that's not even a starting running back like caliber. So my point yeah. is, like, it is weird. I just don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm also a Taysom Hill hater, so I don't like. I know. I don't understand I know. why they're paying a thirty year old a ten million dollars signing bonus to be a utility backup quarterback. I feel like the money can go elsewhere, but that's why I kind of have this weird feeling that Taysom Hill is or that Sean Payton is trying to prove something with this guy, but. Yeah. They love him. I guess he's loved around the organization in the city. And like you said, uh, New Orleans is a fucking weird city, George, in a good way. In a great way. And they're doing weird shit with their quarterbacks as as well, I guess. And uh, I agree with you that I wish this game was in New Orleans. Because that would be an amazing place to go watch a game. Because it's more likely we lose, but I would like to... Do you know what I mean? I wish this game was in New Orleans, like, personally. Not not football-wise. Not football-wise, yeah. Like, I'd love to go. Uh, I think we were there opening night of 2013 when they played RG3 in the Redskins. 2013, yeah. 2014, one of the two. Yeah, um, when the whole country orgasmed over Robert Griffin III. And I told, I, I didn't have a podcast with you back then, but I told everyone to pump the brakes because the guy's not that good. And then he proved it himself. So thank you, RG3. Although you said the same thing about Russell Wilson. I did, actually. George told me, <laughs> call me stupid for wanting a Russell Wilson jersey. Every time you wear that damn jersey, they lose anyway. So you just don't wear it anymore. You might as well like frame That's it. That's true. The, the, the point was, you said it was stupid to want a Russell Wilson jersey. George, George was g- gladly wrong. I have that. a lot of bad takes. Quarterback takes. Most of your takes are fine. Actually, I'm used to be really right about quarterbacks. It's just been a long, bad stretch. So hopefully, you know, it turns around here. <laughs> hopefully, Jameis is the guy this year. <laughs> uh, and speaking of quarterbacks... On George's birthday, October 31st, Halloween. Happy birthday, George, on week eight of the NFL season. Thank you. We play the supposed next big thing in Trevor Lawrence. I got nothing to say. First and foremost, I got nothing to say about Jacksonville. I I do. Largest city in the United States. 
Congratulations to Jackson. By by what square meters or whatever? Yeah, square miles. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think that Jacksonville is the biggest city in the United States? It's a lot of land over there. It's Florida. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Jacksonville and their city. I don't know if it's cool or not. I know they have a cool uh, pool at the stadium. So. Yep, and they have Tim Tebow, come, the savior. Do you know Jesus came back at 33 years old, and so did Tim Tebow, Sammy? Unfortunately, Urban Meyer went on a podcast yesterday, and Chris Collinsworth said, we have not signed Tim Tebow. So I don't know if you saw that. In the news, <laughs> no, so why did everyone say they signed Tim Tebow? Because that's how the news works. He said, okay, I believe, I believe you. I believe you, but like it's just weird that, that that happened. He said it literally yesterday on Chris Collinsworth podcast. It was like Chris Collinsworth, Richard Sherman, and um, Urban Meyer, and he was like, "We have not signed him, Debo. Like we're taking a look, but like we didn't say we're signing him." So I heard their neighbors we'll in Jacksonville though. So Tim Tebow's probably like knocking it on his door and is like, "Sign me." Yeah, I mean probably. I mean they're friends, so I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Know. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. More importantly for me uh, is Trevor Lawrence. I-, I need to know: Does George think he's the next big thing? Because if so, I might have to, I might have to be off this uh, Trevor Lawrence train. I mean, look, I can only take the evaluations that people who do this for a living do, and say, "Hey, this guy's projecting." Uh, was Mel Kiper said this is the best quarterback grade he's ever given in the history of him doing this, and that includes John Elway. And Peyton Manning. So I, when I see that, I listen to it and say, all right, the experts are grading him this high. I believe the experts and I will put my, you know, my faith in the experts and saying, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be an all time great. Now, could he not be an all time great? Sure. People mess up evaluations all the time and people have like, you know, make mistakes, but Shit, when you say he's the highest graded quarterback in history of the uh, of the draft process, yeah, I'll say, yeah, I think he's going to be good. I, and I'm not going out on a limb saying that, you know? True. We'll see. I think he'll be good. Uh, I don't think he's going to – the hard thing, I don't know. I feel like the last – I feel – we talked about this two podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. We went through every number one quarterback to win a Super Bowl, number one pick. And it's only been in the last 20 years, 25 years, it's only been Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. Yeah, exactly. So Eventually. it's hard. It's hard to evaluate talent. He might be great and still never win a Super Bowl for all sure. we know. But like Dan Marino. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for him though. This is exciting. Uh it, it's cool to it's really exciting to have that like number one prospect, you know, yeah, like the LeBron the James thing. Maybe the LeBron James of quarterbacks is what some people compare him to. Basically, and so yeah. I, I I root for him, but at the end of the day, Seahawks will probably win that game. Uh, oh yeah, I know guys like Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. These coaches usually do pretty well against rookie quarterbacks. They totally do. Um, well, then we got a bye week, and then uh, we'll those. move forward to these uh, <laughs> November fourth, fourteenth. Sorry, at Green Bay, and let's start. Let's start for before we start about football and Aaron Rodgers and all that junk. I will say, I don't know when it will ever happen, but that's obviously a bucket list 
place to watch a football game. Oh yeah, Lambeau would be fantastic, man. I'd love to go there. I had a uh, we had a friend who went there a couple of years ago. I um I talked to him about it. He said it's pretty awesome. It's out in the middle of nowhere basically. You leave Milwaukee. Like in a neighborhood, right? In, in a neighborhood. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Love to go there. Haven't been yet. Definitely on the bucket list. So, uh, yeah, hopefully go there one day. Um, <laughs> we have nothing it. else to say about uh Green Bay Wisconsin. <laughs> I heard they have a really good uh chicken wing joint on third three blocks south of this. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with the obvious one. Like they have great cheese. I know. I was trying to get that was way too obvious. Well, I wasn't trying to take a layup. Well, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I guess my first question for you on this one, we'll make this quick because I don't want to get into it. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback? But just yeah. I want to hear your guess. Yes, Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback. It's kind of funny. All these quarterbacks have been wanting to get traded. Deshaun Watson, trade me out of Houston. They wouldn't trade him. Russell Wilson, I went out of Seattle. Didn't doesn't get out of Seattle. Aaron Rodgers, I'm done with the organization. No, you're not. Like, look, the NFL is weird. It's not the NBA as much as like these like quarterbacks are trying to make it into the NBA. They put their foot on the ground, like, all right, we'll franchise tag you, we won't have you play. The brand is bigger than the quarterback, it seems like, in football. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing um, or a bad thing, but it's the reality, right? Like You also we, would lose your contract in football. It's not like NBA where they just let things slide by like that. Right, right. And like, and NBA fans are loyal to the player, right? Like LeBron James, you were a big Cavaliers fan. He went to Miami. You became a Miami fan. You went to blah, 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 right? Uh, football, you're loyal to the jersey. A Green Bay Packer fan is not most 99%, right? It's like you're loyal to the team, not the person. And Russell Wilson, hopefully he remains a Seahawk the rest of his career. If he went to the New York Jets, Sammy's not going tomorrow buying a New York Jets jersey and saying he's now a New York Jets fan. He's going to remain a Seattle Seahawks fan. I'm going to tell you one place where you're a little wrong about all this is the fact that Deshaun Watson might actually get traded because turns out he could be like a sex offender. Yeah, yeah but, but they were saying they weren't going to trade him, right? They said hold on, no matter what. Just get to my point. He might actually be traded. And Aaron Rodgers might actually get traded. And I'll tell you why. is because he's a little different than the rest of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I genuinely think he is. And I don't know the guy personally, obviously, but it seems like he is the biggest prick of them all um, yeah. as a person. Uh, he doesn't, I mean, even when he doesn't talk to his own family, like yeah. if the Packers think they can get through to a guy like that, I don't know. Russell Wilson is reportedly a great guy. And yeah. it sounds like he kind of made, you know, he made peace with the organization and he's tweeting right. about like, if there's any quarterback that I feel like would stand his ground to like Tom Brady, obviously was ready for a move on from new England. He didn't pout like a bitch in the, right. until he got out. Aaron Rodgers might be on a different level, personality-wise. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I, but I think the Packers are on a different personality, too, where they won't trade him. I think they'll tell him, all right, you don't want to play? Cool, don't come. <laughs> like simple as that. We're not going to trade you. And you know what? The last quarterback to do this was Carson Wentz. He put it, or Carson Wentz, sorry, Carson Palmer. He put his foot on the ground, said, I'm not going to play for the Bengals. And he was retired for two years. And then finally he, his contract ran out. He went and signed with the Raiders. So, I mean, that could happen with Green Bay and uh, and Rodgers. What? No, no. He went the to Raiders? the Raiders. For, yeah, he went to the Raiders for like two years before the Cardinals. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there were, there were the dark days for him. Like most people, when he goes to the Raiders, interesting. Yeah, well, I don't know. I still think that uh, 
I still think that for Aaron Rodgers, it could be a little different. Also, Carson Palmer was 31, not 38. So True. He could be done. I don't know. I don't I, know I think I think he's just a different breed. It's kind of crazy. Well, the Seahawks will be a tough game if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, and probably not a tough game if it's Jordan Love or Blake Bortles. So, yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact though, George, I sent you this yesterday that Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, and Aaron Rodgers both have two playoff wins since 2017. So, yep, fantastic. Maybe they're in a great place with Blake Bortles. Maybe. Uh, one of two games against the Cardinals in Week 11, and uh, eh, George's new hometown. Yeah, I'm still a C- Seattle Seahawks fan. Don't worry, folks. Still a Mariners fan. Going to be a Sonics fan when they come back. And go Kraken. We signed our first player. Um, yeah, Arizona. What can I tell you about there? There is a Raisin Canes. <laughs> That's all you need to know about it. There's a Raisin Canes here, guys. We don't, we don't need to talk about Phoenix or Seattle because yeah. it's probably the only two cities you're going to hear a lot about on this exactly. podcast. Um, it'll be a fun matchup. Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson twice this year. We got at Washington, Monday Night Football. Um, always a tough game in Washington. Just the, the grass and the, I don't know, the atmosphere there. I don't know tough. why they can't fix the fucking grass by now. I like, like it. Yeah. I know I do too, but they also have problems with it. Like, fix your problems. Um, DC, man. Capital City. Woo-hoo. That's what makes these games exciting. Yeah, I know. I you mean, know, like, they said they might make it into a state. They're they're pushing it into Congress. Like they're going to vote as make see if they can make Washington D.C. the fifty first state of the United States. Interesting. Kind of would mm-hmm. make sense. I'm makes gonna, it's kind of cool about like the capitals in a district. I mean, whatever that means. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's not that kind of cool because it's like like you said, whatever that means. I feel like it'd be cooler if it's a state. All right. <laughs> But then you have uh, to redo this. Like everyone will have to go buy new flags and shit. There's 50 f- stars on the flag. You got added 51st. And then where, where do you put it? It looks like so perfect with 50. And everyone's like, oh man, I have these American flags and American flag t shirts and American flag par- paraphernalia. And then what? Do you send all the t shirts of like American flags already printed to like Africa, like they do with the Super Bowl championship t shirts for the runner up? George is too concerned about what would happen if there's 51 stars. That's <laughs> that, that's, yeah, and uh, a speaking of too a little too concerned, Ryan Fitzpatrick is who I should be concerned about, right? Yeah, and I'm still going to say, I don't think the worry about America would be what to do with 51 stars because if anything, um, they like having consumers, and if there's 51 stars on the flag and 51 stars on new T-shirts, that just means more sales, new sales, and more money in the market. So things are actually probably a good idea. Yeah, maybe. More money goes around. You uh, want to know how to revitalize the American economy? Add a 51st state and see how many t-shirts you sell. How many flags and t-shirts you sell with <laughs> 51 stars. It'll look literally no different. So I don't think it'd be the biggest concern. Um, like you said, we got to worry about Ryan Fitzpatrick, if anything. And uh, that game, though, is tough. In Washington's always a tough game, so that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, but Monday Night Football in Washington, the grass, Ryan Fitzpatrick, depends what stage he's in of the season, if he's in the magical stage or not. We'll see how it's, it goes. It's magic or fits tragic stage. I like that one. Fits magic or fits tragic. Uh, another game against the Niners, Sunday Night Football, a classic battle. Yeah, as usual. Trey Lance I, maybe by then, though. Probably. what By injury or by... By choice, yeah. one of the two. Um, and then at Houston, 
another weird quarterback situation, George. Is Deshaun Watson the quarterback, or is I don't know who their backup is, but uh, yeah, I don't. Or know is either. the other guy, <laughs> or is the other guy they picked in the third round of the draft their quarterback? Uh, uh yeah, who'd they pick? Yeah, they picked a quarterback. Was it the, the guy round. from um, Notre Dame, right? Was it? I don't think so. It could be, though. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, um, yeah, I think Houston's going to be a dumpster fire with or without Deshaun Watson, that organization. And I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be playing. Tyrod Taylor's their backup. Oh, the the T-Train. All right. The the, cla- the, the, the best super, backup. The Super Bowl super champion Tyrod Taylor. He's a Super Bowl champ? Joe Flacco's backup during the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl run. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because I did a Super Bowl, uh, sportsontap.com. I made a Super Bowl backup quarterback quiz, and I was like, oh, Tyrod Taylor is the backup from Joe Flacco. Weird. Good for him. And he's, he's uh, not only a Super Bowl champ, he's a super backup. Yeah. Um, perfectly gets screwed over every opportunity that he can. Like, I'm not. Because he's not great enough to be a full time starter, but he's always good enough until something happens. What like, what was it? Uh, in Cleveland, like he was doing just fine, but got hurt, so Baker took his job. Mm-hmm. And then in, in <laughs> with the Chargers, the doctor accidentally what did he do? Like he punctured his lung, but kidney, wasn't kidney it? or lung? No lung. One I of think the two. Lung. With a needle on accident. Either one wasn't very good. Yeah, either way. Wow, that was full volume. Something just happened here. I feel it's weird. Uh, Almost my eardrum almost exploded. That was kind of crazy. I don't know if the people on the podcast. You mean mean ruptured? Ruptured. What did I say? No, I know. Oh, nothing. I said you ruptured his his lungs. And you said my eardrum almost exploded. You should have went with ruptured. ruptured. Good joke. I don't know if the people on the podcast would hear it like that. I don't know if it was my headphones, but there was an explosion from your microphone there. Um, (laughs) Weird. Well, then we're back to L.A., George. Um, another game of against L.A., not that exciting. And then our fellow December 26th, week 16, our fellow uh, rivals here at San Seattle, San Chicago, the Chicago Bears. We're going to be facing off against our friends, our friends and foes at the same time. Um, foes, enemies just, for a week. Enemies for a week against the Bears at home. Probably be a de- probably be an easy win, not easy, but you know what I mean. Probably be a win Depends. at home, yeah. rookie quarterback. Um, but you know what? They were a good football team last year, and Mitchell Trubisky was their quarterback. Like, could it be possible this year if they have a competent quarterback? If if either Andy Dalton or uh, Justin Fields is competent, that they could be actually a good football team. Could be. That's yeah. all I got to say about them. They could be competent, cool. but um, it'll be an interesting year for them. Chicago's yeah. a cool city. It kind of reminds me of Seattle. It's one of those cities that, like, when the weather's good, it'd be a pretty awesome place to live if the weather was year-round a good good weather place. Yes. Uh, just, but it's not. But it's not, <laughs> you know. And I'm not saying, you know, I know mo- a lot of people that are listening to the Seattle podcast probably love Seattle. I'm not saying anything wrong with Seattle. I'm just – I'm more of a good weather type of dude. Um, I was saying this earlier today. Um, Seattle would be – kind of an odd thing chicago kind of reminds me of this seattle would be just like chicago one of the nicest places in america to live weather or weather wise or beauty wise if the weather was nice more often but also if the weather was nice more often it wouldn't be so beautiful it wouldn't be as green or as yeah right. the, the scenery wouldn't be the same so it's kind of an interesting situation unless you're dubai and you just build all the shit and make it look good without without the like rain just artificial 
Which is what most places are going to probably do. If you, as we mentioned many times in this podcast, George is now in Phoenix. You go through the nice parts of Phoenix, like Scottsdale. There's a lot of it planted green. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks different. Uh, January second, George, week seventeen against the Lions. We got Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions coming to town. Um, uh, a familiar face in Seattle. A familiar face in a different shirt. Um, I like Detroit, by like yeah, I like Detroit. By the way, I think it's kind of an underrated city. I, I know the weather sucks; it's like smaller than Chicago, but it's kind of cheap. And they had a bad industry time, but it's actually a nice city. There's casinos. We have friends who live there. I just wanted to say, like, I think it's an underrated city. Detroit doesn't get any love. Now, I agree with you because if, like, Chicago, for example, is a city that gets like tons of love, right? Right. Like Chicago, Chicago. Um, if Detroit was talked about, like one of those major cities that gets all the love, we'd probably be like, oh, whatever it's Detroit. True. But I feel like Detroit gets a lot of shame while it's yeah. actually a pretty decent city. I think it gets a lot more hate than it's, it's like necessary because yeah, it might have some extreme winters. Um, it might not be like my number one choice of place to live, but Detroit's actually a pretty cool place. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's not like, like you said, it's all, it's all right, man. Like some love to Detroit, you know, that's it. Yeah, it just gets a little too much hate. Last but not least, week 18 for the first time ever. Uh, at, That's weird. At Phoenix, we might be there at the Cardinals. So maybe we'll cool. go to that game this year. Uh, and uh, that's it, George, on the year. And, uh, you know, Beautiful. for those that are listening, I, I think we both posted on social media some of our thoughts. I think we both have the Seahawks going 12 and 5. Uh, yeah, 12 and 5. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Twelve and five is kind of like having an eleven and five year or ten. And it's kind of a weird comparison. We talked about this yesterday on our live, but I, I think that's a fair assessment for this year. I think there's going to be a couple tough games on the road, like Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Um, there'll be a random two or three tough in division games, and and then we'll always lose that one random one. Like I, I could see us losing to like the Bears right at home. Like oh, tough game, but not the Bears. Yeah, maybe the Lions. There you go. Jared Goff comes home and haunts us. Well, let's talk about the Mariners really quickly, George. Yep. Um, this one's gone like got this has gone a little long, but let's finish off the Seattle portion with a little bit of the Mariners because today's a huge day for the Mariners. It's happening in like three hours. I don't have much to say. I'm hoping I'll have much to say in a couple weeks if these two guys start dominating. But Jared Kelnick and Logan Gilbert. Jared Kelly, like the number three prospect in all of baseball, um, and Jared and Logan Gilbert, our best pitching prospect, are both being called up today. Gilbert's getting the start, Kalinick's getting the start in the outfield, and the, the Mariners' future, future is, is here, here. Baby. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, pretty, pretty sure, like the ceiling on tonight, right? I've been thinking about this a lot. Perfect game for Gilbert, four home runs for Kalinick, right? I mean, that's that's the expectation. Anything else would be a disappointment. Exactly. No, I, but in all reality, I just would like to see, I, I, I doesn't really like the result doesn't really matter. Right. Like with Gilbert, the result is we want to see the stuff, right? If he's shaky, if he gives up a lot of walks, even if he doesn't pitch a good game, we want to see the stuff. We want to see the movement on the, fa I, I'm just excited to see it. Like, what does it look like? Right. That's what's important with Kalinic, Same thing. Even if he strikes out four times, does he have the swing? Does he have the swagger, which we've seen them have in the minors and in spring training? That's really what I'm looking forward to. Not the result, but the actual like, yeah, the result will be great if he like if they both 
go out and, you know, give us a good performance. Fantastic. But I just want to see like what we got out of them. Right. Cause like the first time I saw Dustin Ackley come up to bat, I was like, fuck, this is, this is our number two prospect. Our, our number two pick. <laughs> That's like my first like thought. I don't want to have any of those thoughts with Gilbert or uh, Kaleni. Yeah. I, I think they'll be fine. Honestly, as I say, it's, it's cheesy and corny, but I'm looking for a healthy, uh, a healthy week of debut. A healthy yeah. week. It's like having a baby, uh, right? Just want a healthy baby. Healthy and happy, right? Like, yeah. doesn't have to be perfect. I don't even need many hits. I just would love. I would love for him to get. A, I would love for Kelnick to get a base hit today, just to kind of. I don't know. Like he goes one for four. At least you're at two fifty. You're feeling good. You're not like, you know. Sometimes. I feel like debuts for top prospect go one of two ways. They either like don't get a hit for a week mm-hmm. or they have a home run like their first right. at bat, right? Yeah, we're going to find um, out quickly here. Like, Yeah, I'm hoping for a healthy beginning, no freak injuries, no nothing. Um, and just, you know, like you said, as long as as long as Gilbert has a decent game that can you can feel some good yeah. momentum, like, okay, he has some stuff. And Kelnick... Just get some good contact on the ball, and you say, "Hey, he has some decent stuff too." It'll be a pretty exciting day for Mariners fans, as long as they don't look like Dustin Ackley and Drew Smiley. Yeah, or like Justin Smoke or Mike Zanino or yeah, anyone, any prospect. Yeah. Let's let's stick to like Kyle Lewis. There we go. All we right. want Kyle there Lewis. We go. Um. All right. Well, we were going to talk about the NFL schedule, George. Let's talk about it here quickly. Um, we're going a little long today, but I do want to mention. I know you talked about the NFL schedule and its creativity, and I know you wanted to talk about that. So, um, I just what, wanted, what was it they wanted that you wanted two to things? Say? I just want to say fantastic job by the NFL, right? You get the Dallas Cowboys versus the uh, Buccaneers in the first week, and it's like wow, way to start it off. You bring Dak Prescott's coming back, America's team, which Tom Brady did say today they should not longer be called America's team. Shots fired, and playing against the Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady, and then Week Four. Tom Brady's 1,100 yards away from passing Drew Brees for the all-time passing yards record. If he gets 300 yards week one, 200 yards week two, 300 week three, he'd need about 300 yards against the Patriots in New England, against Bill Belichick, to pass Drew Brees to be the number one passing yards leader of all time. For him to do that in New England against, you know, the NFL kind of, sort of, when they were putting together the schedule, we're like, all right, that's a good time to throw him in there. Yeah, I think they did a lot of. Uh, I think they did a lot of things intentionally on the schedule. Um, they obviously, which this happens every year, but they do a lot of the divisional stuff intentionally. Like, yep. you know, week seventeen, like Cardinal Seahawks or 49er Seahawks. Like, oh, it could be a big divisional. You know, w- which one might land on that big TV game? Right? They mm-hmm. do a lot of. I think they do a lot of this intentionally, and I think especially this year, like you said, there was a lot of intentional. Um, you know, America's team versus Tom Brady and the when is Tom Brady going to New England? What week? Oh, there's a record that could be broken. Let's throw it somewhere in that range. I agree they did that intentionally. And I even saw somebody on Twitter talking about the Seahawks schedule um, and how it could be very intentional the way that they didn't play too many uh, home games early on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seahawks only have one home game in September and only yeah, they have one in September and then October 7th is their next home game. So uh, they people are saying 
They know the city of Seattle is a little more strict with the COVID rules and the fans. Yeah. Maybe the, the I think was it. We have four out of our first six games are on the on the road. Yeah, maybe for and the so, COVID reason. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are saying. Maybe they gave them four four out of six on the road to start, just to try to get fans kind of going back in those cities that makes sense. Give some more home games to the fans that are teams that have more fans in in the stands and. Maybe get a little bit away from the Seattle, California range where there's less fans oh, in the stands. I actually, so. actually kind of agree. I think that's probably was intentional. And the last thing yeah. I do want to say, the Bears, I think, are the first team in 18 years. I forget the exact number that they're, they do not have any road games or home games back to back. They're going to actually play home road, home road, home road the whole entire season. Are you sure about that? That's yes. possible. Yes. It's an 18 game schedule. They're kind of 17 game schedule. Yeah, they have no two games in a row on the road and no two games in a row at home. The first team, I think, is I forget the exact number of years. I think it was 18 years since that's happened. That can be a good thing, right? It can be, and it also be a bad thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know where you read that. That it was the first one in 18 years or that they have road home, road home, road home? Because they maybe that's... I think that's after. A... No, they have no road. It's all the read their schedule. Oh, you know what was wrong? The leaked schedule wasn't correct. Okay. The leaked schedule had it a little different than their uh, than their actual schedule. Okay, but the it, leaked it's... schedule didn't show that. But so I've been going off their leaked schedule, I guess, because that one Bears were one of those teams that early on had a very. Uh, very leaked schedule. That's why you can't trust the leaks, bro. Which is kind of good. I kind of, you know, that was one thing I was thinking about, George, yeah. putting on uh, my icebreaker. And we'll do that maybe one day. Yeah. I'm getting tired of things getting leaked early. Like, me too. But you know like what? NFL but, draft. Like, God damn it. I Thank you, Shafter. Like, oh, 16 minutes before the pick, I found out who's picked. You know what, though? They did, maybe they did that on purpose, like leak out some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. The NFL wouldn't want to do that. No, true. Because the NFL that would ruin some ratings at night for them on TV. But yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just. I feel like with phones these days, they're amazing, right? We run, we run a business here. We're trying to like get our content up to dates. So we have a lot of notifications on beat writers mm-hmm. on accounts. Sometimes it fucking sucks though, seeing like. Home run by the Mariners. Then I look up at my screen. Then it happens. Like oh, okay. I know it's like Shannon right. Dreyer, like who friend friend of friend of mine because she me and her tweet at each other sometimes, and it's like, hey Shannon, can you just like wait thirty seconds because I'm on a stream right now. Like uh, you know, I'm on MLB TV. Like thirty seconds before you tweet that, please. Yeah, it's not her fault. Though. Six seconds. Six seconds. Just six. Most people don't have push notifications on. I know that's my problem also, but you know, I try to stay up to date. Anyways, much love, George. It was episode 708, I think. Of All right. Pod that with the George Orr brothers. Um, you guys can find us at thesportsontap.com or on all platforms at the Sports on Tap. Our Seattle brand, brand is at Sant Seattle. That's S-O-N-T Seattle. And you can find the podcast everywhere at pod that. Um, and, you know, we're just two brothers talking sports. And uh, George... What's up, man? Guess what? This is the internet's pub. <laughs>